thought you saw some random woman at the park, clearly in distress. Because she, she is a ghost, and that is what ghosts are. And it's immediately you, the ghost is she literally. A ghost. She might have died in distress, or like you know, died in some with some sort of lasting grief that was then carried on into the spirit world, and she's now walking the streets of Washington D.C. Carried on into the spirit world along with the rest of her wardrobe. Yes, I don't know why she changed clothes. I didn't ask her. Gee, I, I don't think that's typical why would, ghost why would behavior. Do ghosts typically change their clothes? Please, please leave. A, if there are any paranormal experts, we need Joe here. Uh, if there are any paranormal experts listening, let us know. Is it common for ghosts to just change their wardrobe? I'm still not really sure if she was a person, why she would have just changed her clothes. See, there, there are many explanations for this. None of which involve her being a ghost. Hey, this is an anime podcast, right? Hello and welcome to the Weeb Crew. <laughs> I am your host, Sciotic, and today I am joined by my co-host, Mumi. I'm haunting him right now. <laughs> we have a very special guest today, as you might have figured out by him not saying anything during this entire conversation. Roger Smith, 2004. We're sorry. You have reached a number. Damn, he fucking Roger, ghosted us. God damn. <laughs> he was like, fuck this fucking shit. Oh, he's muted. <laughs> and today we are joined by a very special guest, Roger Smith, 2004. Hello there. So great, great intro. It was a good, definitely not a mess that I just fixed in editing. <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about some very topical anime that were topical right. about ten years ago. Well, okay, so okay, so like I was, I was talking right. I was right. talking to people about just like random anime that people don't really talk about. I'm like, people don't talk about this anime or this anime. Absolutely. And I realized a lot of them were just seasonals I watched from like 2013, 2013. 2014-ish. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know what? 2013 was 10 years ago. Yes. Let's just let's just do a retrospective, a, a decade yeah decade retrospective of 2013. It's been 10 years. Well, I guess let's just like contextualize. So it's been 10 years since 2013. That's a long time. So let's like go over some like I don't know what are some things that happened in 2013. Just like in the general state of the world, um, there was the Boston bombings. Uh, uh, Obama was president. Again. Obama was Obama started his second term. Uh, there yeah. were like thanks Obama. Thanks Obama. There were the um, Edward Snowden leaks. Those are pretty big. What are some What are some good things that happened in 2013? Uh, nothing good happened in 2013. Probably not. Well, let's see. Let's see if we can find some pros. Oh yeah, did Lance Armstrong cheat? Was that 2013? Oh, I guess so. Um, sarin <laughs> gas attacks against citizens of Syria. Turkey anti-government protests. Um, so far we're we're batting like oh and a dozen now. Oh, is this the year that Paula Dean like got canceled or whatever? Who? Paula Dean, like the cooking lady. She uh, was like oh. really racist. Oh yeah, like the largest tornado ever hit a town in Oklahoma. Um, Detroit files for bankruptcy. Oh yeah, that's right. George Detroit. Zimmerman acquitted. Uh, the federal government shuts down. Oh, God. Yeah, the government shut down. I remember uh, uh, that. Supreme Court, I guess, legalized gay marriage. All right. Yeah, long story um, short, 2013 was a fantastic year. Fantastic year. I think the best thing that happened in 2013, of course, was uh, Margaret Thatcher fucking died. Amen. Oh, really? So, you know, that was 2013? That was 2013. Yeah, it's been 10 mm. fucking years since that bitch has been dead and buried. For some reason, I just assumed she had died before I was born. Well before, yeah. I think also Nelson Mandela also died in 2013. Wait, wasn't he already dead? 
Isn't no, that no, the we're effect? not gonna. No, we're not a paranormal podcast. We're not gonna do the Mandela effect. <laughs> You're the, the, fuck the fucking ghost. Yeah, because I thought it would be like an interesting story. I didn't think we'd have to like get into this whole debate about whether or not ghosts <laughs> exist. And we're not gonna. We're gonna talk about. Okay, so where, well, where were you guys in 2013? I guess because 2013 is like the year. I'm pretty sure it's the year I basically started like watching anime because it was anime, mm. specifically with um, uh, problem children are coming from another world, aren't they? A, a beloved classic that has endured over this past decade. What's funny is I remember that being pretty popular. It like, was pretty popular, yeah. So I, I basically I kind of got back into anime at the end of 2011, beginning of 2012. Right. Okay. And like I was kind of watching stuff here and there. I watched. Daily Lives of High School Boys and Kill Me Baby, kind of while they were airing. I wasn't like following right. them very like closely though. Yeah, and then I watched stuff like uh, Our Humanity Has Declined and um, Kokoro Connect, kind of around when they ended. And then I watched Chunibyo as it was airing, and that was like the first show I kind of was following. Okay. And then Winter 2013 was actually like the season that I started following like a pretty substantial list of like shows isn't that when you became a neat that would have been 2011 okay so you were a neat for a long time just this you hadn't been like watching much anime i was neat for like three or four years and then and then roger you would have been like nine years old in 2013 yeah so what was anime like for you at the time (laughs) i don't know i just watched like a lot of old shows back then i didn't really watch new shows Mm. only stuff like i really knew about was because of uh tofugu the uh, the Japanese culture site they would they would cover like the seasonals. Okay. Uh, so I'd read like what they had to say, but quite frankly, I don't remember anything about what ha- they had to say about <laughs> any of the shows. And I read that from like 2013 to 2014. I'm kind of in like a similar boat to you then, because you know when I started watching anime in 2013, I didn't really have like a concept of what a season was. I didn't wasn't really like. Uh, aware of sites like my anime list at all so i was literally the way that i found out about shows is i just asked i had a friend who watched a lot of anime and would post about it so the reason that i started watching problem children are coming from another world is i saw him post this image and i'm like oh that looks really that bunny girl looks really cute what is this and then i just started watching the show he didn't post the bob-haired cut girl breakdancing Oh, no. That's the one thing about this show that's, like, endured somehow. The one thing people still, like, bring up. But, yeah, so I was literally just, like, watching stuff based completely on, like, a recommendation from a guy I knew. Uh, with the exception of Danganronpa, which I found through porn. Uh, fair enough. That's how a lot of people find shit. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'm probably one of the only people who, like, read a doujinshi of Danganronpa and was like, oh, oh, it's based on an anime? I'll watch the anime. <laughs> I think it was also Haganai. I also found that through porn. Fair. But, you know, I've obviously seen more anime from 2013 since then. And yeah, there's some pretty good, there's some pretty good stuff here, especially some like really interesting, completely deep cuts that no one is really even aware of in any capacity, like Golden Time. Golden Time. We're- Not the Golden Time you're probably thinking of. There's a- <laughs> <laughs> you say Golden Time, I'm like... Which golden time? Yeah, exactly. Because you can't even be like Golden Time 2013 because they both came out in 2013. I don't know um, whose fucking idea that was. Yeah, what a what a horrible coincidence. But um, well, yeah, movie. This was your idea. So, what kind of shows did you want to talk about? You were just like, I want to talk about some lesser known shows from 2013. And I was like, talking all right, yeah. Well, we, we can talk about everything for 2013, but I would like to like go more, like talk more about like shows. That people don't necessarily talk a whole lot about just because it's 
you know, we watched you watched it back in the day. You had fun with it. And then everyone forgets about it and moves on with their lives. And it just sits on your list. And you're like, what was that show? I gave it three. Oh, it was this fucking problem this children. Fucking, fucking Yeah. Problem children is not a three. Oh, it was not very good. It was fine. Mm-hmm. I have it at a it seven, was... mostly because, you know, it obviously holds like an important, like, you know, place in my life. But. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a bad show by any means. The biggest problem it has, it's very rushed. It's like yeah. 10 episodes. It's 10 episodes long and is just plowing through stuff. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked Asuka and her robot. Or is it like a golem? Yeah, it was like, like a weird a golem. golem. I liked how like the main character was just an overpowered, cocky asshole. The main character just looks like uh, whatever the guy is from Terra A. I'm not. S- oh, Jomi Marcus Shin or Soldier Blue? Soldier Blue. Okay. He looks like Soldier Blue. They, they the would always phones. say freaking in Terra A, they would always freaking say their full names. So I always <laughs> have them memorized. So it was always Jomi Marcus Shin. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm not great with, like, names of characters. Yeah, I'm not either. Well, yet you can somehow just, like, remember what episode a very specific thing happened in. Just completely I am pretty off- good about that. Yeah, I have no idea how the fuck you do that. <laughs> well, it's because I, I, I spend the, the mental capacity to remember that. And then for, like, characters, I'm just like, oh, yeah, pink-haired girl. Oh, yeah, blue-haired girl. Oh, yeah, the rabbit-eared girl. I guess as far as, like, anime I hate from 2013 that I watched and hated was Corpse Party. Which I then rewatched and uh, hated. Oh, that was, that's that. like a Crenexia anime. Yeah, it is. I think I might have actually found it either through PewDiePie, because PewDiePie did like a Corpse Party Let's Play in 2013, around that time. Or yeah, through a Misty Crenexia video. And this is not good. Yeah, I never watched that much Misty Crenexia, so I've never seen uh, it. Ah, yeah. That was, that was, a, that was another uh, way I found a lot of anime uh, when starting out, was through recommendation videos like that. Oh, well, essentially, it... to like go back and look. At, like the shit that was airing in 2013 because like you start seeing like kind of the beginnings of like some things yeah i mean you had like the first season of love live aired in winter really wow uh first season of date alive which has gone on alive. to be like this massive property attack on titan uh, attack on titan what's that <laughs> yeah well, i don't know what you're talking about uh, uh, garden of words which was this was this Shinkai's breakout hit? No, it wasn't. Was five, no. was five, five centimeters per second been, yeah that was yeah, okay that was a bit before okay five centimeters well, honestly, I think it's Voices of a Distance. Voices, Star, yeah. Really. That's, that was also but, really big. I don't even care about Voices of a Distance Star. I didn't care about Garden of Words. Well, I'll tell you, I did like the... That's that's the song from Garden of Words. Is it? It's really catchy. I thought that was a catchy track. Um... That's the that's the ending theme. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about, Roger. Sorry. Yeah, I have no idea. We're just like, what the fuck? Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you, you, you obviously weren't paying enough attention to the film. Is Clearly all I'm not. Saying. I was oh. too distracted by all the feet. <laughs> I was too distracted. I, I was too distracted by the pedophilia. No one only talks oh. about that. That's like a like a groomer movie. Yeah, a little bit. Well, you should have been distracted by the words. Oh, the Garden of Words, I understand. No one ever talks about Kara the Animation. What the fuck is Kara the Animation? What? I don't know, it's just... <laughs> what the, the fuck? The poster just has yeah, live no, action we'll, we'll explain what the fuck it is. <laughs> I can't. Okay. I just say no one talks about it. Oh, okay. I guess we won't talk about <laughs> I it. Don't remember, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Let's talk about fucking... Right. Uh, what, Roger? All right. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, if we're talking about, like, stuff that no one talks about anymore... 
Uh, do any of y'all know what, what Naruto filler aired in 2013? What Naruto filler oh, aired God. in 2013? Shippuden filler? Yeah, some, some classic Shippuden filler. Was that like right. a, the, no, but I know we had Rock Lee's Ninja Pals was airing in 2013. <sighs> it, did the uh, Robot dude. Naruto right. episode come out in 2013? No, no, no. Even better. All right. Even it, was, better? it was the classic Naruto filler. So it's the Great Ninja War. So they thought it'd be a good idea to bring back all these old characters. And you might be thinking to yourself, oh, you're going to bring up the Sound Ninja guys returning. No, I didn't like that arc, but I'm not bringing that up. I still think that they did, like, nothing really interesting with the Sound Ninja guys from the Sasuke Retrieval. That's not my problem. My problem is they they had this, like, three or four episode filler, um, filler arc with this dead character named Yote, who, like, is, like, this rain boy. It's it's kind of like an Anohana story, but with Naruto characters, and it's uh, like uh, but it's more I think it's more influenced by like Tezuka's uh, Amefuri Kozo, where it's like interesting. Orochimaru, this boy was killed, then Orochimaru revived him back to life to go like destroy the Leaf Village, but he ends up befriending the kids in the Leaf Village, and apparently originally Naruto and the all the other kids were friends. But because the rain boy showed up and then he almost drowned and then like they saved him from drowning and he like erased their memories, because the rain boy erased their memories, they started hating Naruto. What? <laughs> that's that's apparently what's supposed to happen in the that that's apparently what they said in, in the Amefuri Koza episode. <sighs> I, I remember watching them and I was just like, what were they thinking? Like, I was just like, what? Boom, you remember this? So you're I've telling not seen me? Naruto. I don't. Uh, I... So I, I was just thinking, like, so you're telling me, like, the whole crux of the show could have just never happened had this freaking Rain Boy, this rain boy not, not died. shown up. Yeah, not shown up and freaking foiled all their plans. Huh. You, that's weird, because usually I mean, filler is not like he... that, like, it doesn't, like, retcon stuff. Oh, man, Naruto filler does that, like, all the time, though. Really? Oh. Yeah, it does it a lot. But honestly, I kind of wish they had done more stuff like Mecha Naruto. Mecha Naruto was dope, okay? That seems... It seems... Uh, yeah, we talked about that kind of stuff with Shabes. Yeah. He had him on. Uh, I don't want to repeat uh, conversations here. Well, we didn't talk about Mecha Naruto. You mentioned Mecha I don't know. I don't want this to turn into like trash taste for like every freaking episode they bring up Bokurano again. Bokurano? Well, oh, thankfully, dude, Bokurano show? did not it's come really out. It's really obscure. Bokurano? Uh, <laughs> no, that's like every freaking episode I've seen a trash taste. Like every time I run into it, they're just randomly bringing up Bokurano well, it's again. They, it's because they keep playing the OP in Japan on the radio. Oh, they do? Yeah. yeah no, we did not see you hear the song on the radio. Song. Yeah, oh. like it plays a lot. I didn't know you wasn't to Japanese radio. Well, you'd hear it a lot, like when you would walk through Japan, like it would be like on radios people would play. So I'd, Im I'd imagine Japan radio, it did the loud, and then they started talking over the first 15 seconds of the song, and they're like, oh, we're giving away tickets if you're the 100th <laughs> caller. This next banger is from the newest episode of Bokurano. <laughs> Bokurano is a very traumatic anime, and you know what else is very traumatic? Kotoro-san? Yeah, Kotoro-san was pretty sad. Fucking... I, I had to bring tissues for one that one. One of the most schizophrenic first episodes I think I've ever seen. Ever? One of the most uh, enduring anime reaction images came out of that one. Yeah? What the fuck was this anime? What, what do you... What do you guys... I think it's alright. Oh, it's I, I kind of hated it, yeah. to be honest. 
That's fair. It does lay it on really thick uh, to the point that it's, well, it's hilarious. I like the first few episodes, mm. but the minute they introduced the grandpa character is when I knew the show was not going oh, to be Oh, hell no. Good, the grandfather sadly. is the best character in the show. Oh, that, he just that wants just, to bang that, his granddaughter. That's, that's epic. Listen, I'm not here trying to tell people, you know, about this and that, but I will say, I don't know. I felt like... Once that character got introduced, it felt to me like the show definitely started taking down a, itself down a peg. Not just in terms of the comedy, in terms of the drama, too, I think it just got worse, yeah, the honestly. drama is... I just didn't really like the final arc with the, with the mother. The mother, like, yeah, that is, uh, it's, I don't know how I feel about Katora, uh, like, forgiving her mother for that shit, because, uh... Holy fuck. If you have not seen, just watch the first episode if you've not seen Kotarasan and laugh. It is unintentional comedy gold. Oh, I I thought it was actually really good the first few episodes. I really enjoyed it. Really? You liked how... All of a sudden, I really didn't. As somebody who, like, didn't watch it and was, like, listening to the discourse around at the time, I remember the first episode, people really liked that one. And it no. just, like... People didn't like it after that. Yeah, I don't I don't really have a problem with drama being necessarily over the top. I mean, it didn't really bug me. I think that the the content was interesting and I liked the dynamic between the the two main leads. Yeah, well that um, that's that's I think is the better part of it. Well, because there's like there's an interesting healing aspect to the show because it is really fuck up fucked up and and uh like dark. And then you contrast that with just this, like, lighthearted classroom club comedy, uh, which creates an interesting, yeah, like, healing dynamic is what I would say. Uh, where it's like, okay, I, I just want to see this character be happy because, holy fuck, they do not deserve <laughs> yeah. the shit that has happened to them. Yeah, I was busy watching Jijebu instead of Kotoro-san. Oh. oh, God. Oh, that show's freaking awesome. That That oh, is, I like, the fan show. favorite from that season, I think. I mean, obviously, you have, like, Chihaya Fudu, which yeah. is, like, the critically acclaimed show that season. Yeah. But Jijibu, Jijibu's hold, held up pretty well, I think, as far as, like, popularity. No, it was it was so weird, because I, I watched the special episode, like, way after I watched the show, and I was like, eh, this is just gonna be... Like, uh, another one of those, like, comedy special episodes. But I didn't expect to get hit so hard by the show. Like, it it was it was such a gut punch, even the special of just, like, wrapping up the show. They came to New York. There's the scene at the end of them, the just, like, the shots of the empty classrooms at night. Yeah. And just, like, the fact that, like, you had this, this kind of... Uh, this point in time where you all sort of came together... And you had your fun little hijinks, but like just seeing that all just empty and gone, that's kind of it. It gave me a similar feeling to like the ED of Karakano, mm. where I feel that similar kind of like haunting feeling when they're going through like this empty school of like we had our ups and downs, we went through all these moments, and then it's just, it's just, it's ended, the and all that's left of, is like, just little space. Yeah, yeah, it's just that feeling, and and the space is a good way to talk about GJ Boo as well because a lot of it does just take place in the club room and the adventures yeah. they they're taking on these kinds of adventures within that room and kind of anything goes. Uh, and there's a lot of great hair brushing and bullying. It's great. Yeah, it's also kind of all undercut by the fact that half of them are just Walmart discount characters of other characters. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, you, you I, got like Walmart Taika. 
You got Walmart, Steinsgate, Kibbe Sue. No, I mean, I mean, Walmart like is not a brand. What? You're thinking of great value. Oh, great value. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't think she's really like Kibbe Sue at all. What? I mean, she's not, like Just the cause... computer stuff. She does like the the sweater around her shoulders. Yeah, but she doesn't really like act like her. Yeah. I guess it's like makes her great she's, value. she's a lot more like uh Kibbe Sue is definitely like a lot more like a. Uh, aggressive whereas there's kind of a certain there's kind of a certain elegance that's that's not present you can see it kind of in her ed actually she does have a good, that is a show that does like different eds and yeah mm. it does have like a good ed for her yeah her ed is probably my favorite actually i i really like that uh that ed what's interesting is that and i don't know are you saying like kirata is like bad <laughs> like a discount version because she's like just she's she doesn't even speak like proper sentences doesn't she who the the, the cat-eared girl i don't know she, yeah the cat girl. i feel like she would be of something but i don't actually know what she would be so i can't and can't speak also to it. i i think saying that mao is like discount taiga is kind of kind of unfair because like one of mao's dynamics is the dynamic with her sister megumi you know the whole she's like really into being the little sister so she'll like dress up as like a younger girl to get like the discounts at like the diners and then, like, uh, you have, like, the main character's sister kind of getting, like, jealous in a way. I don't know. It's its its own thing, I think. It's a superficial observation, but it's just a joke. I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to be playing defense, obviously, because I think it's, like, a phenomenal series, but... I, I, was, I, I didn't hate it. I liked it all right. It was, it's, it's like kind of like the start of like Dogokobo's like stint that they kind of went on. Uh, well, I think the real start would have been Yuri Yuri, right? From, from 2011, but. Yeah. I mean, because I guess like the, where I'm kind of coming from is like the director of Jijabu went on. This was like his first directorial work. And then he ended yeah. up going on to doing uh, like New Game, Engage the Identified. He did a, oh, he did a scene yesterday. And then he did, he, uh, he did an episode of Bochi the Rock here recently. Oh. He did a episode two. Yeah, I did two. not pay attention to any of like the staff uh, for Bochi, so I didn't know who did what. Yeah, I only I only realized that when I looked at his credits because I was like, what did he end up going on to do? That's oh. <laughs> why he was on <laughs> Bochi the Rock. I was like, oh damn, he's still around, still kicking. It's interesting because I'm going through this like seasonal chart, and yeah, you, you there are some shows that are just have like either like lasted in the public consciousness, uh, like Kyoso Giga, yeah, or White Album Two. But then there's also shows that have gone on to just have like a ton of multiple seasons. Uh, non Non Biori, uh, Encouragement of Climb. What else? The interesting thing about Yamano Susume though is like the first season was kind of like whatever. Really? Because like it's it's three minute episodes. Is it? So it's just kind of like yeah. nothing. That's strange. I mean, I watched it basically for just the meme of like mountain climbing lollies. Right. And it's just like, oh, we're gonna yeah. watch the mountain climbing lolly show. Yeah. And like the first season was just like kind of whatever. Yeah. And then the second season aired. I actually really liked uh season two. Okay. But that was twenty fourteen. So we can't so talk that. That doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah. What, th then you have Prisma Ilya. Mui, what do Prisma you got to say about Prisma Ilya? See, Prisma Ilya, I feel like kind of gets shit on a little bit. I find it an interesting like meta study because it's kind of just like Nanoha, right? Because it's like a spin-off hmm. of like one of the little sister characters. Yeah. Right. Like a magical girl spin-off of one of the little sister characters from a visual novel. And you put it in then, a like, horse. But then like it structured itself very much like uh Card Capture Sakura, hmm. which I, you know season 1 was just like whatever. It was fine. The season 1 is like like as erotic as some of the other stuff in the show? Not really. I mean there's like some jokes here and there, but it's okay. not it didn't lean into that kind of eroticism as much 
until until they introduced season uh, two when Kuro's they introduced Kuro. Yeah. Yeah. Which, hell um, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um season one was okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well what about well we got we've gotta address the elephant in the room then. What about rebellion? Yeah. I mean I like rebellion. You do or don't? It's, I do. I do like rebellion. Okay. I mean it's it's not like I think it's like the greatest thing on earth because like I thought the TV series of like uh, Madoka Magica just ended kind of perfectly. Right. Of so course, I didn't really yeah. feel like it needed a continuation. Mm-hmm. But as far as like, you know, if they get felt like the need that they had to make a continuation, I don't think Rebellion is like the worst way to kind of go about it. But it's then not, again, it's, it's also not kind Conqueror of, of Shambhala. Oh, uh, Conqueror of Shambhala does go to don't even. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love Conqueror Shambhala. Oh, I will watch so, that movie 20 more so times. Silly. To be fair to Conqueror Shambhala, Conqueror Shambhala at least is like an ending, whereas like Rebellion is just like, a, it's a bridge to like more Madoka content. Which is coming out eventually. Uh, eventually. Eventually. Where that's, that's like the criticism of it is like, it's yeah. been fucking yeah. 10 years now. Rebellion's been out for 10 years. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> oh, a second continuation that you fucking upheaved everything for. Yeah. But yeah, no, like I mean, we I think we talked about this with Kai a little bit. I don't know if it was on a podcast, but you know, we've just talked about it. Yeah, uh, you know, just in passing, or whatever. We're I get where he's coming from because, like, if you don't like that interpretation of like Homer's character, mm-hmm. you won't like Rebellion. But that interpretation was basically perfectly in line with what I kind of interpreted. So I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Okay, I was sitting in the theater. <laughs> I actually went and watched it in the theater when it came out, and like that feeling of like when. That twist happens. Well, that 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 it was like like when that twist happened, I just started kind of start giggling to myself, and it just feels like the whole room just like deflated, and there's like this palpable like emptiness in the room, and people like, oh what? There was like so you were getting like 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 a bit of like Schadenfreude. Yeah, I was like hell yeah, this is what I remember. This is what I was waiting for. Oh, that sounds like a great experience to watch everyone else get filtered. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and you couldn't watch them because, like, like, we were in a theater. It was dark. But you could just feel the air, like, leave the, the that room. That palpable energy of just everybody just being deflated all at once. Huh. Uh, I, I was one of those people, but I'd like to rewatch it because I don't really remember it well. I've not seen Rebellion because I don't like Madoka. Well, I mean, yeah. that hasn't stopped you before. I guess it has. True. I did watch Be Invoked, but that was at gunpoint. Oh, um, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, Silver Spoon. So what? Uh, well, hey, what, let's let's go about like this way. Like, what was what was everyone's like anime of the season for winter? Uh, because my I mean, mine would be Chihaya Fu season two, but I actually didn't watch that like as it was airing because like as we kind of said, like I kind of got back into anime like around yeah. that time so i hadn't seen shihaya yeah. fudu season one yet they're related i really liked uh, a little bit of academia and death billiards oh uh, yeah those came out uh, but those are also oh, yeah that was the or... anime train uh training project for that year yeah yeah, right? yeah. it was a uh, it was little witch academia death billiards rio and i believe rio and uh arv rezel yeah yeah um were the three the four uh rio i remember not being bad uh arv rezel i remember being really boring but, like, I definitely think Death Billiards and, and like, Little Witch Academia were kind of just, like, head and shoulders above the competition. Those are also the two that later went on to get the full TV series. I don't think yeah. Death Billiards translated really well to, like, a full TV series, though. I th- Oh, no, think... I didn't like Death Parade. I, think really. I, I really liked Death Parade. Oh, I, I thought the first episode was, like, promising. And then the second episode was just, like, it 
explaining everything that was going on in this first episode. And I was just like, this ain't it, Chief. I ain't dying down for this. I, I think I think it works. I think my if anything, I think my main reservation with Death Parade is that it kind of sets up all like this broader sort of thing that's going on in the world, but it never really capitalizes on that essentially. Uh, the reason why I didn't think it worked was because like the first episode had like almost an unintentionally ingenious setup mm-hmm. where like you know it sets up this whole scenario of like you think this guy is a bad guy. But then, like, it turns out that his wife did cheat on him. So, like, it wasn't unfounded. So, like, it kind of puts you in this weird gray area where it's, like, you don't really know what happened for sure. Yeah. And you're just basing the judgment based on, like, just how things played out in that moment. But then it's explaining to you that, no, they know what happened. They have, yeah, like, it comes back yeah. and it's like, oh, right. no, everyone, like, it all, it's like, oh, it's that's like they really know. fucking lame. But I think that kind of puts the arbit. Well, that's kind of like the core conflict of the show, which I think is interesting. Is you know, it kind of puts the arbiters in this sort of morally dubious position as well, which is what a lot of the show ends up dealing with. Which I guess if you don't like that, well, from what yeah. I remember, like the point of it was like they couldn't really get the whole picture, and it was like they were just supposed to be judging them by their character as presented in that moment. But so they know like their past the information of their past life but they don't necessarily know how they're thinking or feeling when they're in the uh, bar right and then but i think like uh in terms of also just like the individual stories for all uh, each of the episodes i really like yeah, those. I like- yeah i don't know it, it kind of i think you kind of got to the crux of kind of my problem with it mm-hmm. i suppose was that i did somewhat feel as if like the world was kind of undercooked and i felt a little similar about like how decadence kind of came through where it feels to me like some of the characters feel kind of weird um in a sense i specifically remember there was that gyru character from death parade yes like, the girl she sticks around and i'm like what is she doing here yeah <laughs> she sticks around with the uh redheaded guy which is an interesting yeah. dynamic that yeah it's not fully fl- i like what's given though that's kind of my problem with tachikawa originals in general Mm. i just i always feel like there's just something missing with uh with like he sets up these like great worlds Mm -hmm. but i always feel like there's just like some something like that's uncapitalized in them i guess is the best way of putting it uh and then little witch uh, uh little witch academia which mumi you like the ova but not the show if i remember correctly what what? Well, I gave the show a seven. I gave the OVA a six. I don't, I don't really? Remember. Okay, I guess I had your opinion backwards. <laughs> oh yeah, I said I didn't like the OVA. I like the right, OVA right. Too. Well, I think that might also just be like a common opinion in the circles we hang out with. In. Uh, yeah. Might be a Mandela effect. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> that was the other <laughs> movie that died and was replaced. I don't this... know about you guys, but I watched uh, the TV series first, and then I went back and watched the OVA, and it was interesting to see all of the little things that were set up in the OVA and then kind of fleshed out and expanded more in the TV series. Yeah, I watched the OVA first. I watched okay. it when it came out. I've never seen the TV series. Really? TV series is good. Uh, the thing was, I watched uh, the OVA and I thought, you know, it was a solid OVA. Nice little project. Um, I thought it was really well made. Uh, then I watched the Enchanted Parade uh, I have when not that seen. had released. And I thought that was that was fine as well. I know some people felt like it was a step down from the mm. uh, the first one. I didn't really. I thought it was about as good. But yeah, I just never got around to watching the show. It wasn't like 
I didn't think not out of like apprehension, like, just like it's just never like come up effectively. I just never got around to it. It's it's because I pick up so much random crap, right? Yeah, that just so much stuff like falls by the wayside a lot. I can think of stuff like I had intended to watch eight years ago that I still haven't seen. So. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of stuff that I watch nowadays is basically <laughs> dictated by like is is there a group watch for it going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm very much it's it's just whatever random thing I decide to watch this week but I guess yeah as far as the winter season go winter season for 2013 goes yeah my anime of the season would be problem children in terms of just tv anime because the competition yeah. is the second season of Haganai and Kotoro-san so not really well, in I love mean, with anything I've not seen like Tamako Market or um Malu. Tamako Market so. was okay yeah. Like, I think it had, like, really standout, like, vignette episodes. Okay. I don't know if it really, like, did anything, like, great. Like, the thing I, the thing I think of is, like, the episode with, like, her dad and, like, him having the band, like, ask out her mom or whatever. Like, that was a really good episode. Dela was... Yeah. Yeah. I actually did watch Tomiko Market because of, cause of Demolition D. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, back was then. streaming the first episode at, like, 6 a.m., uh, and I woke up really early that day. I was on my PC, and it was uh, just as the sun was about to rise, um, and it was, like, a wonderful experience. It was, you know, watching anime as the sun is about to rise, mm -hmm. especially a show like that, it just it just felt right to That's me. That's how I first um, watched Serial Experiments Lane. Yeah, for, I, I don't really think Tomiko Market, uh, watching it on my own, ever really lived up to that one experience, okay. because, you know, that's not an experience you get every day, but... So, I'm not, yeah, I've not seen Tomiko Market, uh, but based on this image, so is she meant to be, like, a Christ-like figure? Yes. She's the Buddha. Oh, I see. Yeah. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, possible. Uh, yeah. what? Is no, the... see, like, the, the bird gives her, like, all of her magic powers, and then she uses it to, like, rewrite the shape of, like, the market so that, yeah. like... It's like everybody is stuck in the market. It's basically the spiritual successor to Abanashi's uh, magical arcade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird you bringing up demo as well and thinking about like, oh, it's been ten years. Uh, the anime man, Joey, the anime man, uh, put out a video just yesterday saying it's basically been ten years since he started uploading videos, uh, which is weird to think about and just how much Andy Two as a space has changed. I mean, we're here now. Yeah, we're, well, yeah, he's he's grown facial hair since he's grown facial hair. He went, he finished going through puberty. So yeah, his face has changed. <laughs> uh, Stopped his crusade against Photoshop. I swear to God, <laughs> he sold out. Bring back the days when Anime Man used to write on his blog. He used to write on his blog. Was the Anime Man ever racist? Did he ever have like? Did he ever say like a bunch of like? Because it's been ten years. <laughs> did he ever say like edgy shit? trying to think what kind of question is this <laughs> well it's been 10 years i think it's time to cancel him well if that's 10 years it makes it retro oh okay. the anime man is a retro youtuber we have to make joey go through his apology arc um yeah i don't i don't know if i can cancel uh the anime man but you know who i can cancel uh, mr anime the author of uh the author of now <laughs> you because he evaded his taxes oh no that's base i don't know what you're talking why would you cancel why did you cancel man evading his taxes? That's awesome. Well, that's that's what he could be canceled for, because that's what I remember yeah. is he evaded his taxes. It was weird. The the year was uh, bookended by his adaptations, right, with uh, with Mao Yu and then Log Horizon oh. uh, at the end of the year. Oh, the same guy? Interesting. Yeah. Yes. That's um, why they both got arrested. They're the same guy. Yeah, that's guy. why they b both got arrested. 
Now, I haven't had any experience with, uh, with Log Horizon, but I do remember watching Beto's video, uh, what was it, Moe Will Mobilize You? And, uh, I remember watching that video, and I remember a point in that video was essentially that, uh, this character is kind of like this cutesy character, and because they're a bunch of nerds playing video games, they use that cutesy character saying these kinds of things as a mean to motivate them and to oh, get- right. to basically manipulate them into doing, you know, what they want- that what they want them to do, right? And it wasn't Akihabara. Uh, and it, yeah, and I was thinking to myself, like, at first I was kind of offended by that, I was like, I wouldn't just listen to something just because a character I like told me to do it. And then I thought longer about it, and I was like, would I? <laughs> Start getting gaslit, <laughs> thinking that you would actually do it? <laughs> and the answer to that is no, I would fix him. It's, it's interesting, I didn't actually, like, think, I've never actually thought about Mao 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 Yeah, well, the, they're, they're all called by, like, their class, right? Because he's called Yusha. She is called Mao, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I never I never thought about that in Log Horizon being like connected in that way. Yeah. Even though like I did watch both. Like it just never occurred to me, I guess. Huh. Like, oh yeah, they bookend each other. That was an interesting I mean it's it's basically just like it kind of just feels like a Spice and Wolf kind of show. Yeah, I've never watched Spice and Wolf. I know Gil really likes the show, but he's not with us right well, now. He can talk about the show in the comments. Yeah. He can talk <laughs> about like the show in post. Uh, Fill that parasocial relationship. Yeah, send me um, Kagura anime, which looks exactly like something I would like. Oh, yeah. Um, in winter, there was also, uh, what was it? Uh, wait, th you wanted to talk about Sunrun and Kagura? Oh, I'm, I'm just saying hot, sexy fighting girl anime. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. I want to watch it. Uh, I didn't either, because I figured they wanted you to play the games. Uh, I did watch Vivid Butt. Oh, Vivid Butt was... You you know they would they would be too cowardly to make a show like that these days. Can't make Vivid Butt. At least but. with the productions. <laughs> at least with the production it had. Like, it was a really crisp-looking show. Yeah? Well, it had, like, full-on transformation sequences. It had, like, you know, pretty good action scenes. It had a lot of transformation like, it was... sequences. It also had the, uh, the neat... The yellow-haired, uh, the yellow girl. Yeah, the co the computer. Yeah, girl. she she actually like pissed in bottles. What? Well, yeah, yeah. So like, she drank like in the show. She's seen drinking like this grape soda a lot, and if you're paying attention, you can look on like her kotatsu at points, and like the bottle with the grape soda doesn't have like a purple liquid. It's just got yellow liquid in it. Like she's just been pissing in her piss bottle. How does she do that? Well, you put your urethra hole to the bottle, and you take a piss. Can girls do that? Yeah. Yeah? I huh. think anyone can do that. Well, well, I think I, I figured it would just be easier for guys, since, you know, you have a hose, but it's just like a hole for women, so. Yeah, you just put the hole to the hole. Well, I guess, I guess if you use, like, a funnel, that might make it easier. I mean, sure, but, I mean, the hole is, I mean, you can just put the hole, like, what? Send us a video of uh, if you if you are a woman. Send us a video of you pissing in a bottle, so we send know what that looks like. Because he's clearly never seen a vagina before. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of never seeing a vagina and crusty neats, you had uh, Sasami San. <laughs> uh, Sasami San was another one uh, that's kind of special to me because uh, a a good friend of mine uh, who uh, who also makes content or made content at one point who. Uh, you know, it's been a good friend of mine, uh, Rags Anime. He loves Sasami-san. Like, Sasami is, like, one of his favorite characters, because he's, like... Oh, is this, like, a Shinbo deep cut? 
it's from it's from the light novelist uh Akira, who also did Kyoto and Kazuku Nikki. Um and is like it's interesting because he's called Akira, right? And there's a kanji with like three sun kanjis, but he just spells it with the three sun kanjis, what? not like all three of them together. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> All right. The uh it, Yeah, I kinda, see that. Yeah, so it's kinda interesting. Interesting stylization. He wrote Sasami san and Kyoda and Kazuku Niki or whatever fuck. Because they're both kind of like... Sasami-san wasn't really that popular, but I feel like the other one was uh, KK in... I'll call it. Yeah. <laughs> that one was kind of popular like back in like 2007-ish. Like, I mean, it wasn't like Gurren Lagann or Kogiyas popular, but it had like... It's funny how it became popular here before the anime released. Yeah. Well, that's what you said. What? What did the, the anime came out in two thousand eight? Oh, that's what, on the, that time period. <laughs> like that, I don't remember what year it came out specifically, but like that time period, it was pretty popular. Yeah. And then, like by the time I got into anime, like twenty twelve, like it was already kind of forgotten. Oh, fucking man. I, I just know it because people would stream it. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about Man Girl. Okay, <laughs> so Man Girl, Man Girl is freaking epic. Okay, so it it's based girl? off. Yeah, it's about the girls who run this manga publisher and the manga publisher they're running is like the real publisher for man girl and so like you got kind of wacky stuff like they did um they did an episode where like there's the gravure idol and so the main girl who's like one of the heads of like the running the production and all that she like offers to like put nudes into her freaking manga publication <laughs> i'm like what on earth but there's there's something kind of more interesting. So they go to Kamike, and there's a promotion for freaking Draku Riot, the visual novel. And then there's another kind of thing where it's like they're they're looking through the corrections and they're having trouble like correcting all the manga, and so they're under a lot of stress. And what do you think they start eating together? They start eating. They start eating ramen. Uh -huh. And I'm like. They're eating ramen together to get over, you know, a stressful time. What? And then there's, <laughs> there's just other, there's other stuff too, like, uh, freaking, so like, the, one of the manga they publish is just Utawara Rumono. Like, it's legit just, like a, like, like, a, like a manga adaptation of it? It's more or less, so it's like supposed to be a cyborg version of like this old historical figure. But he just looks like Hakuro from Utawaru Mono. And this is in the show. Yeah, in the but show. But this isn't a real manga. And then manga. that eventually gets adapted into a manga, uh, adapted into an anime by the anime department. There's an but then, <laughs> the biggest plot twist of the show, I'm going to spoil it, so uh, if, you, if, if you don't want to be spoiled by Man Girl. Man Girl. I guess it would technically be Mon Girl, since <laughs> if it's, it's a manga pun. I, I'm calling it Man Girl. All right. Spoiler alert for Man Girl, at the very end of the show, the anime department rushes in and they say, I've got news for you guys. Man Girl is getting an anime adaptation. Oh my oh, god, shit. what a twist! <laughs> they just that's, look at the camera. That's a, that's, a, that's a good way to end a show like that. And check this out, it's only like what? Uh, well, it technically, it technically ends with like the special. Which, I mean, it's kind of fun. I mean, you finish it, you can finish it in, like, an evening or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it looks like something like I that. wish I, I wish more of the, you could see more of the characters. Like, I would have liked to see the, the blonde Ojo from the anime department more, because she was kind of fun in the special. Okay. Um, Did you say Man Girl was your anime this season? No, I would have said G.J. Boo. Oh, G.J. Boo. 
Fair what enough. about you, Mumi? What's your anime of the season for winter 2013? Well, I mean, like I said, Shihayafuru 2 would be, but I didn't okay. watch it at the time. So at the time, I guess kind of Yamano Susume and Jijibu were kind of the two that kind of lucked into okay. it. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't watch seasonals until Space Dandy, so. Damn. How, you watched like a hundred things from 2013. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched them all because I was going to do like a best of the decade list. Oh. Uh, so I prepared, I prepared like a year or two in advance by watching like all of these random 2010s anime because a friend of mine was also trying to do a best of the decade list. And so he was also watching all of these things. So I was just like watching them on my own too. It's just also how I watch things where I'll like pick a random season or whatever and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to watch all these random things from fall 2008. I mean, for no reason. You should watch some interesting stuff doing it that it's way. It's just how I watch things. So, Spring 2013 is a much bigger season. Let's talk about the most popular show of the season, Yu Yu Shiki. Uh, I watched an episode of Yu Yu Shiki with my sister, uh, and we were both really confused by it. Well, you see, what you're supposed to get out of Yu Yu Shiki is the one girl is actually imagining the other two girls, and they don't actually exist. What? Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. we just were wondering why the other two girls weren't just one character. Well, they are. And I know. That's why, like, in the, the eye catch, like, you just see the girl with the two, like, hand puppets, and, you know, it's on her right and left hand, and, like, when you see them in the show, they're always on her right and left. Like, it's clearly just and, and telling I know us. Some, like, and I, I know some, like, diehard Yu Yu Shiki fans will say that as sacrilege, and to be <laughs> fair to me... I only watched one episode a few years ago. I've watched all of Yu Shiki. I wouldn't like in love with the show. Not like someone else we and know. You wouldn't take it out on a date. I reckon. Well, I recommend it to Zen. Yeah. Uh, who's in our yeah. server? And apparently, he watched it because I recommended it to him, despite the fact that I scored it low. And it ended up being like his favorite show. Yeah, he fucking like, loves it. One of it. his favorite shows. But yeah, I mean, don't don't take my opinion on Yu Yu Shiki to heart. Okay. That's all I'm gonna I mean, say. we all know the the actual like juggernaut that season was uh, Maromi san. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Gargantia. No, it was Maromi san. The the you know the comedy with the mermaids. Uh, I, oh, I thought you were gonna say Gargantia because juggernaut Gargantian. Yeah, See, that would have that would have made more sense. That would have made more sense, but you're not a very funny person. I mean, I wasn't so, thinking on that level. Uh, what about Valrave? Valrave is something that I kind of been aware of for many years now, because from what I understand, it's fucking insane. And hilarious. Valrave was like, I actually like Valrave more than Code Geass. Yeah, I, I'm split on Valrave. Like, I think it's just my problem with it. I've explained it a few times, but it's the first time you're hearing it being recorded. Um, my problem with Valrave, it feels like the two halves of it are kind of, they feel kind of incongruous with each other because yeah. like, there's like a lot of themes that are added to the second half that aren't really in the first half at all. So I think it's like an interesting show because uh, from what I recall, Okochi, uh, his intentions with it were like to see like the idea of like a bunch of high schoolers more or less forming a society. But then a lot of it is also about kind of like uh, memories in of itself and like the memories of like a school life and sort of by going onto the battlefield, you're sort of sacrificing those memories because the uh, the vampires, right? They start like uh, losing their memories, if I recall, yeah. when they start like piloting it. It's it's the memories are like used as fuel for the robots in that show. Okay, I was thinking of yeah. Crossange, by the way. What? That well, that's not even spring. That's like that's a different no, that's, year. That's, but that's listen, all right, it's clearly closely associated because it's high on the recommended on any list. I mean, I don't I don't even engage with Valrave on that level. 
like where I'm even thinking about those themes. I just engage it as like, uh, it's a funny samurai robot that, that commits seppuku for its special Oh yeah, attack. They, they do commit harikiri, right? Yeah. Harakiri, excuse me. And like, I like the fucking, um, oh, the school shit was actually like better integrated to me than like Code Geass. Like everyone watches Code Geass for like that kind of spectacle, like train wreck kind of thing. And then, like, everyone kind of tries to, like, justify, oh, it's actually, like, really well-written and, like, super cool. And it's like, eh, no. I mean, Valrave is, like, worse written, I would say. But it's, like, more entertaining in a way. Hmm. Like, um, schlocky? I, I I remember the neat character in Valrave. Oh, yeah, the one that's, like, she's not even, like, neat. She's, like, terminally antisocial, where, like, when they introduce her, she's just, like, going, rah, rah, rah. like she's just, like, a fucking creature. <laughs> oh, she's awesome. She was, like, nonverbal, I think. And then, like, you had the fucking, like, the whole like the the rape scene where everyone started calling it valve rape or valve rape or valve rape. Yeah, there was what that. What the fuck? Yeah, he just like I don't know that I guess like the inner like pilot mecha vampire demon thing or whatever like wanted to reproduce and so like there's just, like this rape scene in the middle of this like happy like fireworks thing or like uh, uh yeah it's ah, like mobile I, think I, was I get to it. show like the powers when they aren't kept in check or something like that is my guess that's if, i guess that's if you're engaging with it on like a deeper that was level. that was kind of it was kind of lost on me to be honest because they it that's another one of those things where it feels like they include it and they it felt like they wanted to do like follow up with it in a more like dramatic way but they kind of just don't no it feels kind of like past a certain point and you know, maybe I'm wrong about that, but it felt like past a certain point, they just quietly drop it and move on. <laughs> I mean, she does um, get pregnant. I mean, she does have a kid. <laughs> so, oh, that is true. It's but... not like it was just like totally forgotten. Well, that's I I had heard it was intended to be a 50 episode series. Mm. Um, but I'm not sure if that's true. I don't want to be I don't want to be like uh, when y'all's were covering Hoshino Samidare, and you said that Gainax uh opted to do panty and stalking instead even though that's totally a fake interview uh, i don't want to be like that are you so. calling us out right now what the fuck well <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i guess in the in line with mecha shit uh we can't talk about a little bit of gargantia but like that was a that was a decent season for mechs i mean you had valverade you had gargantia uh majestic prince was a fan favorite yeah. I've I've heard good things about the the robot fighting in in Majestic Prince because that's uh what is that is that Studio Orange that did the Dokokobo and Orange yeah that's been one that like I've been meaning to watch for like fucking ever and it's just been the back burner. What about the Hentai Prince? Oh yeah, do you remember when uh Hen Neko was featured on the Daily Show? It no. was yeah with John Stewart. What the uh, fuck? I think it I feel was like that, okay. I, I feel think... like I vaguely remember like seeing Sukihi or whatever her name is like on the Daily Show uh, or like yeah something. because they were talking about hentai. So that I guess that was the first result <laughs> they had. Hentai oh, it was on the Daily Show. Uh, you could probably find it on Google Images. It's like Ario when they were, she was on fucking Fox oh, 4. Oh, that's just Fox hentai. News. Oh, you might not want to. Type in hentai into YouTube. Thank God I'm not Yeah, I think I remember recording. seeing the image posted uh, around for, for like... Uh, I might also just get Daily Show porn, like fan art, by typing in hentai. Yeah, see, it makes an appearance at the Daily Show. Oh, there show. we go. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think I also remember this because I remember the, uh, the him making fun of the uh, of this of this logo. Yeah. <laughs> What did y'all think about Gargantia? Because, like, I guess uh, that's, like, the beginning of, like, when Urobuchi just started doing, what, like, the first and last episode of shit? And just, like, oh, yeah, have fun. 
and then he just yeah, he just it. disappears. Interesting. Oh, he did that with like that and Elno Zero. When when I watched Gargantia, I wasn't really coming at it as like a as like a Urubuchi vehicle really at all. I was kind of coming at it from like a big Nitro Plus collab mm. with all like the the Nitro Plus staff. And then a sci-fi director, uh, Kazuya Murata, who would later go on to do uh, Aiko Incarnation and, uh, what was the other one, uh, Kado. I'm just not, like, huge into Murata's stuff, to be honest. Gargantia, I think, had, like, uh, it, like, looked really good. I really like the setting. It looks pretty nice. This main girl is really cute. Uh, yeah, she has a Figma I, you can go I, buy. Oh, really? I just didn't... I didn't kind of like how they shafted her near the end. Oh, that sucks. It felt like she kind of ended up playing second fiddle. And, like, none of the twists really did much for me. It, it felt kind of... Classic Urubuchi twists. I mean, they literally are classic um, Urubuchi twists. It felt more like a Murata twist, honestly. Murata also does twists like okay. that. He did that in Milos. He did that in... Well, Kato wasn't really his twist. That was more uh, Mado Nozaki, the writer. Mm -hmm. um, but Aiko also had a twist like uh, like in Gargantia as well. I don't know. It just... It ended up feeling kind of like less remarkable than I felt the initial episodes kind of were. Mm -hmm. uh, giving me that impression. So I felt a little underwhelmed, I guess would be the best way of putting it. That's fair. Mecha designs kind of look like babies <laughs> you're talking about mecha you're talking about how it's a great season for mecha however attack on titan came out in the same season it is a meat mech it is a meat me it's all yeah. it's deeply inspired by Mavlov. yeah where were you when when you first watched attack on titan um i think it was in some random person's house watching it on a laptop 2015 probably i i had heard so much about attack on titan because it was like the so fucking popular 2013 2014 Everyone was yeah. talking about it. You know, people who didn't even watch anime. I distinctly remember I had a friend who I was in a band with telling me about it and how, the, because of the character designs, you know, you couldn't pick out the main character. And it was also like, oh, yeah, there's like no plot armor and stuff. And then I watched it. And I'm like, yeah, there's fucking plot armor everywhere. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It was so weird to me that they like kind of sold it as, oh, nobody's safe. When, uh, when very clearly, me, I felt like the first season had a lot of had a pretty consistent cast for the yeah, most part. Yeah, one Marco. I mean, Marco dies. Marco, who the fuck is Marco though? Literally nobody, but he was in there for like yeah, three I, episodes. Like he, they, they, he dies, and I'm like, who the fuck was that? And then um, well, Aaron's mom died. Also, those three jobbers get killed. Yeah, Levy squad. Yeah, yeah, and Aaron's uh, mom. Yeah, <laughs> Attack on Titan is one of those things where it's like my opinion on it has just progressively soured as time has gone on, especially with like. I was already kind of like pissed at it before the manga ended, and now that the manga ended, based on that ending, I'm just like, oh, so this was all completely pointless. Yeah, Everyone, was, every, was even a... when I was like, 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 my opinion of it was degrading over time. People were like, no, dude, trust me, all right. And you know, the ending is gonna tie everything together. And then the ending happened, and everyone was mad, and I was laughing, them being like, I fucking told you so. Yeah, I kind of fell off of uh, Attack on Titan like halfway through with the manga. Yeah. But I started reading it like. Did you get, did you get to the basement reveal? No. Okay. Like I was already I already fell off from before. You already then. fell like, off that. That's like the real halfway point. I fell I off like around the time Levy like took out four dudes that were like trained assassins that had guns and oh and gear. And I was yeah. Just, like, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, it's so schlocky. Fuck off. It'd be it'd yeah, be really uh, fun if it didn't take itself so goddamn seriously. Yeah. I remember I I had a. Uh, friends that i watched uh the first season of attack on titan with 
Yeah. And they kind of just fell off like after the first season. But we had fun watching it together. Like just like, hey, let's watch a few episodes. Yeah, um I watched the first episode with uh with my sister and uh she was like, "Oh, what do you think?" and I was like, oh, "It was okay." And she was like, "What, really?" Cuz uh, you know, it was like the big cheese at the time. This was like 2014. Uh was when I watched it. Yeah. And I don't know, to me, I didn't I remember not really caring for the pacing of it because I remember it feeling like very up and down. I guess is the best way to describe it. It does get very drawn out, like especially with like the the boulder well, shit. Well, it's in well, it's one of those things where it gets drawn out, but it's drawn out in service not of like character development, but just action set pieces. Yeah. The thing that I think would have really helped my enjoyment of the show is if you just had a lot more moments of the characters not in a crisis and just sort of like dicking around and bantering. Yeah. Which you do get those moments, and those are, I think, some of the best moments in the show, but there they're just aren't enough of them, in my opinion. Yeah, you should have had, a, had you know, moments where it's set in a junior high and, you know... Oh, exactly. <laughs> the... Attack on Titan Junior High spin off. But, uh... This is reminding me of a 2013 story I have to tell. Okay. Because um, I was uh, I was at a convention. This was like the October 2013. Um, and I was at a convention with my folks, right? Uh-huh. And we were sitting in front of the, like, the guy, sit, guy sitting behind us was talking about, like, anime. So they were saying, oh, man, Attack on Titan is, like, the next FMA. It's the greatest thing ever. Oh, man. And then they were like, oh, Sword Art Online is so bad. The nerve gear makes no sense. This and that. And then they're like, oh, Kill La Kill is saving anime. And it felt like, shoot, man, I'm just hearing like all the anime memes from the time. Yeah, yeah that really sounds like what <laughs> it is. literally is. Holy fuck, yeah. I remember my folks finding those people really annoying. Well, the meme for Attack on Titan up to it airing was it was going to be the next Sword Art Online. Like everyone really? kept posting the fucking poster and being like, the next Sword Art Online. <laughs> What? <laughs> I think that's how mainly about like popularity and like. Oh, okay. Appeal. I mean, certainly yeah. in terms of popularity. It's weird. People say like Sword Art Online used to be like really beloved and like not thought of as bad. I don't know. I've ever since I had heard of it, I had heard bad things about it. To be honest, it it, it was always kind of the punching bag. Really, I had not. Yeah, like ever since like I think I talked about this before. Where like even when it was airing back in the day, like people were shitting on it. Certainly, you had people like on in A every right? in terms of like a very like normie crowd. Yeah, which is like maybe. because the show is so popular, that's the bulk of its audience. I remember when it aired on like Toonami here, like every like I remember not like everybody, but a lot of people were even trashing on like the first half. I remember the third episode in particular, a lot of people were trashing on mm. because they didn't like the fact that the like there was like a character death before even the commercial break happened. Oh, I don't know. I actually thought uh, Sword Art Online was, like, overhated for, like, the first nine episodes or so. Yeah, Because, like, I went into it, because, like, I I didn't watch it as it was airing. I watched, I started watching it, like, immediately after it finished, just because, like, I just want to see what people were talking about. Right. And so, like, I kind of already was going into it with people saying, like, oh, it went to fucking shit. It was fucking garbage or whatever. It's like, yeah, oh, let's check it out. And, like, I thought it was, like, kind of overhated. I'm like, oh, this is fine. I mean, it's not good. But it's it's not like terrible. It's not, for, like, it's the not, first, it did not rape my family in front of me. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, there had issues with the writing, like the, course, the two yeah. part like mystery oh, shit. Oh, like, CSI. SAM. Oh no, that okay. Yeah. So that's the shit I'm fine with. Well, like, like the writing of it was not very good. Like the mystery. Oh, I thought and you were going to complain about the constant butt shots. No, no, that's one of the that best. That was parts the best of the part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I, the the best part of Sword of Online was in Sword of Online season two. 
when it's like zoomed in on Sidon's butt. Sidon's ass? Hell and yeah. <laughs> and he's like, wait a minute. And like thinks to like a two-tailed lizard looking at her ass. <laughs> and it's like, there's two of them. <laughs> and that's how they solved the mystery. Well, sort of line. To be honest, I, I've I've kind of softened on SAO over the years. Absolutely, I mean, same, yeah. Like it's it's really not that big of well, a deal. Well, there's there's things that I've come to appreciate it more as I've as I've gotten older. Specifically, I think that the way that uh, the fuck is the author's name Kawahara, Reki Kawahara. Reki Kawahara. Uh, the way Kawahara writes conflict is usually really fucking stupid because often his villains are just comically grotesque and evil which has a very hard contrast to the way he writes all of his other characters. I think that when it's just like slice of life and it's light and characters are just like interacting and, you know, just relaxing together, I think it's fairly strong, honestly. But when he starts to insert conflict into it and he needs to have someone, like a villain to instigate conflict, it immediately falls apart. Any sort of like stakes he introduces are just completely stupid and unnecessary. But when it's just like, People cheese on like 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 uh the the Kirito Asuna Yui like family shit in this first season like the first half. Honestly, I think that might be like the strongest part of that first season in its entirety. No. Yeah, but that was 2012. That was 2012. <laughs> Let's talk about a different non isekai that gets called isekai. The devil is a part timer. The reverse isekai. The reverse isekai. Oh, that was that was a classic Netflix show. It's, it's like if people had Netflix in the mid 2010s. We talk about we talk about how Problem Children did not really like last very long. It was very popular when it came out, but it did not last very long. Devil's a Part Timer was a very popular show when it came out, and has somehow managed to remain in the public consciousness inexplicably almost enough so to get like two new seasons. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, we've talked about those newer seasons, but I think the first season is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere. It was just like a yeah. nice, simple... It's 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 a good, like, high concept, you know? Yeah, just a devil working at McDonald's. Yeah. Trying yeah, to take well, over the world. Like, what a novel concept. I, I thought it was all right. Uh, I only watched it, like, a, a little over two years ago, two or three years ago, I think. Really? Okay. So, I mean... To me, it was just kind of, it was all right. This was also um, one of my first anime. So, so you're, what you're saying is that you're biased. Yes. <laughs> the, the thing, though, that's interesting, I heard this story, apparently. Someone had visited Japan, right? And they, they took a bus. And the bus driver was, uh, was reading The Devil is a Part-Timer. But uh, he wasn't paying much attention to the road because oh. he was reading it while he was driving. <laughs> what the fuck? It's <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. Uh, so um, that's why they make audiobooks. Yeah, yeah, oh. literally just get a fucking audio, but what the hell? Uh, I think they don't let you listen to headphones while you're uh driving. Oh, but right? reading is okay. Oh, but re yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah reading's yeah, yeah. okay. It's more important to have your ears open than, you know, your your eyes on the road. Yeah. Origairu is probably my anime of the season first spring 2013. Yeah, I never watched that. I really like uh, it. I think it's a very good, um, like just romantic comedy drama. Yeah. I had really liked it when I watched it because I, you know, I really connected with a, a number of the characters. A number of them I like saw in like people I knew mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. Uh, I tried watching it again, and I, I just can't do it because, uh, not because I think it's badly made or anything like that. It reminds me too much of myself from <laughs> when I watched it, and I'm like, uh, I, I can't do that's, this. I'm sorry. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's that, completely. Fair. That's why I haven't still haven't watched the last season. Uh, yeah, I'm not. All, I have also not seen the last season. I will say, I tried watching the first episode of the first season, and I was a little uneasy, but I was still fine with it. 
and then I was like, I wonder if I start the second season, how I'll again, like, yeah. watch the second season, how I'll feel about second that. Season gets so more I did dramatic. the first episode of the second season, and I was just, I, I had to stop midway through the episode. Out. I was like cringing at myself too hard. I was like, oh shoot. Well, the other cringe so that season was Akunohana. Akunohana, Jesus yeah, H. Christ. Akunohana. Well, what do you guys feel? I've not seen this show, and opinions I've seen on it are fairly mixed. I don't like it. Mainly because, like, I read the manga. Okay, is the manga better? And, like, the manga works for what it is. And I feel like Akunohana kind of leans, like, the, at the anime, it kind of leans too much into, like, the farcical side of it. Because, mm. like, it is kind of silly. Like, it's almost like a catcher in the rye, where, like, you're kind of meant to, like, be laughing a little bit at the main like characters, like, how, like, edgy and, like, juvenile they are. Okay. But I feel like it just it's just okay with like just the regular kind of character designs. Mm-hmm. Them kind of leaning into it with like the rotoscoping and like the weird choices like giving people unibrows and shit. It's yeah. Just like, why? <laughs> the rotoscoping is seems like a very controversial decision. From what I've seen the show is otherwise fairly well directed from what I've seen of it, but well, yeah, same I mean, guy is like, stuff... what, Mushishi? Yeah, it's uh, Hiroshi yeah. Nagahama who did, yeah, Mushishi, uh, The Reflection. You remember that one? Uh, Uzumaki, uh, which is, Uzumaki. hopefully, I swear to God, if Uzumaki got fucking 86 because of the merger between Warner and Discovery Warner. and HBO just fucking... Yeah killed it yeah i don't think it's done i think it's i think it's gonna happen at I, some point i really getting delayed to yeah i mean i'm fine with waiting i just hope that you know it didn't get canceled or better or yeah. even worse honestly is it got finished and then they did that fucking thing where they just don't release it and use it as like a tax write-off which is fucking stupid oh, that would be that would be pretty lousy um but yeah it was with akunohana um i actually thought the rotoscoping was kind of cool it added to kind of the uneasiness of it. Right. Um, well, I that's really the thing. like, there's like a four minute walk scene. I think it's in episode 12, right? With the big like classroom scene, which is like a huge part um, in the manga, right? Okay. Um, that has the, it has that creepy, uh, I, if I recall correctly, it has the uh, creepy like uh, ED song going, like the, yeah, the fucking um, like weird binaural noises or whatever the fuck. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. Talking. That, yeah. That, like, in terms of tone, it's kind of top-notch to me. I kind of just don't really care for Akunohana the story too much uh, when it either. starts out. Because yeah. to me, my problem with Akunohana the story, I just feel like I get really bothered that the whole time, it just seems to me that, like, Nakamura is just kind of projecting the whole time, but she's, like, weirdly correct <laughs> is the thing. Huh. And it just... Because, like... He, he, like, accepts those projections, and just something about it, to me, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I actually do, I did kind of grow to appreciate the story by the end, sort of watching the characters kind of grow through it. Yeah. Uh, and sort of end up moving on uh, by the end of the story. Um, and I, I, I kind of came out thinking the manga was all right, but, like, okay. it just left a really bad first impression on me, I remember. Uh, so this adaptation doesn't really get to... You know, when I start turning around on the manga. Oh, sure, yeah. So in that sense, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I, I liked the approach. I thought it was kind of cool. It's well, just to like me, I, like I just didn't like different. the... Because it's kind of, you know, it's a TV anime version of like rotoscoping. So like yeah. it only pays off in like the, the climax Sakuga moments, like the, the classroom scene 
and like little clips or whatever. But like most of the time, it's just like their characters just standing in the background, like unmoving and just kind of weird and bizarre looking. Which I mean, if that's yeah. the point, like cool, I guess. But <laughs> I just yeah, wasn't in for it. Not for everyone. Uh, another thing I want to mention from this season is the movie Aura, because um, I have a bit of an interesting history with the movie Aura. Uh, I watched it and I quite liked it. And then I watched it again, and I liked it again. And so I was like, you know, Aura is the is one of the reasons I don't really recommend stuff to people anymore. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, Seiji Kishi Aura. based? Yeah, Seiji Kishi and then Romeo Tanaka, who did, like, uh, Cross Channel and okay. Humanity Has Declined. It was based off his novel. And it's it's another one of those, like, Chunibyo kind of stories. Um, it's very similar, actually, to Chuni, but it takes kind of the opposite interpretation of it. So I actually mm. like watching both and kind of comparing, like, how they perceive um, what it means to be Chunibyo. And I wrote about uh, an essay about this in my story pitch, and I got a B plus. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. <But> nice. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's go. Yeah, so I, I really liked this movie uh, the first couple times I watched it. So then I was, like, talking to Shabes on Skype, and I was like, oh, yeah, you should see this aura movie. And he really hated it. Oh, God. And I was like, ugh. And he was like, he was like, he disliked it so much. He's like, oh, why did I waste my time watching this instead of <laughs> something else? And I was like, oh, man, I really, I really screwed up here. <laughs> uh, and it, ever since that time, I've like really not liked recommending stuff. That was a traumatic no, experience like, is what you're saying. He's just like, you should watch this thing I really enjoyed. <laughs> That sounds so out of character for Shabes. Yeah, and then and then other people watch it and they also think it's like a bad movie. So I was like, oh man, is is Aura just a bad movie? I don't know, man. That B plus doesn't lie though. Have you uh, <laughs> have you seen this movie? I'm so this is like one of those I've been meaning to watch for fucking ever. Cause I think it's written by Yeah, Romeo Tanaka, it, the humanity has declined. Yeah. Uh, so awesome. I, was, yeah. I was like, am I, am I hallucinating that? And but it's yeah, the it's the same, same guy. The same staff for the anime, too. So I've been I've been meaning to watch it like since it was announced. And like I downloaded it and just never watched it. Well we'll do a we'll do a group watch in justice. Yeah, do a group watch and tell me how bad it is. What do you mean you're gonna come group watch it with us? Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna take uh, your B plus paper. I, I don't think I wanna watch paste. that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this movie. I'm not gonna watch it. I don't that wanna shit. watch what it. What the fuck? <laughs> So this is me getting this part in editing. Uh, we already group watched this movie, and uh, I think we both thought it was pretty good. The main girl was cute, though oddly kind of like sexualized at points. The main guy was like a Sephiroth LARPer. Overall, yeah, it's just a cute little story, but it was a good movie. Would recommend. Back to the episode. Oh, is there man. Anything, anything else? Oh, yeah, and Ira. Aira is another one. I was like, so I really wanted to watch Aira because the director of it um, directed uh, my, what, my favorite movie, my favorite anime movie, uh, Nerawarita Gakuen. Um, hmm. And he also directed Morio no Hako and Grimgar. Um, it's uh, Yusuke Nakamura. He also did uh, Run Melos in Aoi Bungaku. Um, so hmm. I watched this Aira show, but I was in a, I was really tilted that night. Like I was really angry. <laughs> So I don't remember a single thing that happened in Ayuda. Oh, oh, that sucks. Because <laughs> I was just like, I was wa I was watching it, and I was like, something. Cr it there's like crabs in it is all I remember. <laughs> but I was just in a really tilted mood, and and Ayuda was just like not 
I, I just could not bring myself to like truly focus. Pay, pay attention. Just so yeah, angry. that's that's yeah, that's the worst thing for me is like I don't want to watch. The Hannah worst thing is I don't shit. remember what I was even angry about. <laughs> you were just upset. <laughs> yeah, you were angry that the, uh, is the sequel to Lucky Star was just an ONA that was five minutes long. Oh uh, yeah, that's when they got Yamakon back. Yeah, Miyakawa K no Kufuku. Yeah, I'm surprised Yamakon agreed to to direct it. Was he now considered qualified? Uh, yeah. I guess so. Was it, is that your is that your favorite season of uh, Lucky Star? Because it's about food. Uh, I've never seen it. Oh, is there <laughs> anything else from this season we want to talk about, like Santa Nissan or Kickheart? Uh, I want to talk about Red Data Girl, because um, there's a few interesting things to discuss with that. So, firstly, uh, it was made for uh, Kadokawa Buncho's uh, 65th anniversary, which means this year is Kadokawa Buncho's 75th anniversary. Oh, so yeah, I wonder if they're going to be making anything to celebrate that. Secondly, uh, the author of this is, like, a very, like, famous novelist in Japan and, like, very beloved, won a lot of awards. But Red Data Girl is not a beloved show at all because, no. from what I understand, it was one of those, like, rush job kind of series where they kind of just, mm. like, took the story and they rushed through it. Uh. Um, but it's apparently a very acclaimed, it's, like, six novels, I think. It's apparently very well-received uh, I tried watching it. I watched like half of it. I'll probably finish it uh, in a few days or something. Uh, <laughs> it started out fine, but it just started getting really overwhelming because it, it started feeling really rushed. But the other interesting thing about Red Data Girl is that the town of Reading, which is somewhere in one of the European countries, had a hashtag, had like um, an RED hashtag or something like that. Hmm. Or is it RDG? It had a hashtag. But it was the same hashtag that Red Data Girl was using when people were live-tweeting it. And Red Data Girl's hashtag was so popular compared to Redding's hashtag. And Redding's hashtag they used for, like, local news and stuff. That Redding had to develop a new hashtag because Red Data Girl <laughs> was, like, overflowing the results. Huh. So imagine you're just trying to look up the news on Twitter. And, and, you get and then you just see people bullshit? posting about freaking Red Data Girl. That's pretty good. Uh, it actually like made, happened. like, newspaper headlines over there. Huh. But that's all I have to say. I feel like Spring had, like, a lot of, like, big sequels that I always kind of intend to go back to. But then, like, Railgun, got into anime. Yeah. yeah. It was, like, stuff that I was like, oh, this actually is a lot. Yeah, like, a high song. priority kind of thing for me. <laughs> Never gotten to Railgun. What was, what was your anime of the season? <sighs> Probably Hataraku Valsama. Mine or would be Origami. Attack on Titan. Oh, you like Oriemo? I don't think you've seen uh, season two of Oriemo. Oh, I thought you said Oriemo was your anime of the season. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, I've not seen it. Um, yeah, I'd say Origami, uh, just because I like I like uh, Devil's a Part Timer. Fucking hate Attack on Titan. Garden of Words was boring. I don't really remember much of Data Live. Yeah, I don't even know what I'd put for my anime of the season for this. Uh... Aura. Should I should I be daring and just put Aura the movie Aura? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah, I support you. All right, fine. Then I'll, I'll go with Aura. Uh, summer season. Now, summer is the one that I watched a shit ton from. No, oh, summer dear. was a good season. Yeah, summer was kind of stacked. Some of the stuff that I watched was not that good, though. <laughs> Ripperoni. Uh, but yeah, you had a lot of shit. Um, if we want to talk about the ones that are like the big names, I guess, just to get them out of the way. I mean, you have like Monogatari season two. Monogatari season two, yeah. which is great that is the big name that's probably that all big like name. most people's anime of the season yeah it was, it was one of those i know people stopped monogatari at season two a lot of people i mean it's a fair place to stop 
Yeah. Cause they, I, I think it's because, like, what is it, Hanamonogatari is, like, two hours or something, to, depending on what release you get of it. The people are scared to, to watch, like, two hours straight or something. I mean, it's an OVA. It's, like, four-episode OVA. Hanamonogatari was literally just supposed to be in season two. Huh. I, I think I'm saying that as everyone's experience when that was legit just my experience. That's only. weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just projecting... <laughs> I mean, Hannah Monogatari oh. was literally supposed to air during season two, and they just like ran the production issues, so they just cut that. They moved like, it to the end. Which I think that makes the ending of uh, season t- of second season more. It sticks with you more, I think, uh, because Hannah Monogatari obviously takes place well after right. the rest of the series, and the way second season ends is like a big like, whoa, holy, wait, what? Yeah, you would have kind of gotten spoiled a bit. Yeah, it would have kind of taken it would have taken away from that oomph, which I, I guess is kind of the point. I'm sure he wouldn't give a fuck. He would have deflated the shit out of it. Yeah. Well, because Hanamonogatari is originally in the novels. It's, like, in the middle of second season. Uh, Watamote, I do not like. I wouldn't say I hate it. I just think it's very boring. See, it was weird. Because, like, Watamote was, like, I remember everybody being, like, excited for it. Like, oh, my God, we're finally getting an anime of Watamote. Fucking our manga. This is our, this is, she's our girl, bros. (laughs) Like, and then, like, the anime came out. It was, like, like, I yeah I, I appreciate it exists i guess i don't i don't care but it's not like the greatest i don't think it's i don't think it's funny she is not my girl she's not wife of material for I me you don't like fucking have, have i ever told you the watamode story no no all right so back when i was at animation school um there was this guy who had like long black hair he had like a black beanie you like dressed all in black um, and he was like, he was one of uh, the guys in my class. He was another animator and he was kind of quirky. He was kind of wacky, um, but he was also kind of, I wouldn't say like goth. I would say kind of emo looking. Okay. Um, he was a cool guy. He was one of the few people there. I could probably say I could consider closest to probably a friend there. Cause I didn't really make any friends at there, right. uh, but excuse me. <laughs> I, just, I don't know yeah i don't know why as soon as i said i was like yeah right 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 of course you're not you're right you, you had no friends right <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's fine uh, so so the thing i remember about this guy is we were on like a class trip to like because we'd go on class trips for a drawing class we'd go to like the zoo or the museum or we went like to the park we went all sorts of places which uh, if we went to like the park or the museum i'd try to find a hiding spot uh, so that the teacher wouldn't come look for me and see that I'm not doing work and I'm instead on Skype. <laughs> but I was talking to the guy because we were drawing together and he had on his phone, he was watching Watamode and he was like, oh, you know, she she's my girl. Oh, oh. And he was like really into it. And I was like, you know what? He kind of he kind of looks a little like Tomoko, honestly, because he had like the bags under his eyes. Huh. Kind of felt like a male Tomoko to me. That she's guy was just awesome. like me I, for real. Yeah, that guy was awesome. I love that huh. guy. Uh, if he's watching, please contact. Please me. contact. We'll talk me. about. There's no fucking way. We'll talk this. about Watamode. <laughs> Silver spoon. Silver spoon. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, People eating tasty animals. I kind of wanted to not like that when I went into it, to be honest. Really? Why? <laughs> well, just because like I had a friend who was like really into Fullmetal Alchemist at the time. Sure. And was just really hype. Like, oh my god, Arakawa was Fullmetal Alchemist authors making a farming anime. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. 
<laughs> so I really just want to like You're it. just like annoyed by like the discourse. Yeah. Well, mainly just him. Not just even like the discourse. one guy. Just, yeah. He was the annoying fuck. Uh. But yeah, I ended up liking it. Dorsal's I mean, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. There's another A1 um, winner. It's interesting, right? I had a bit of a mixed relationship, right? Because I thought Silver Spoon 1 was okay. But I really enjoyed Silver Spoon 2. I even I even made a video on it back when I had watched it. Oh. And the thing was, the reason I I was thinking, you know, why do I like two more than more than one, right? It's not just the story elements. There's something about the directing that's different. I was like, Ito didn't direct season two. Mm. And I had this thing with Ito, Tomohiko Ito, who directed, you know, Occult Academy, SAO. Yeah. And then the first season of Silver Spoon and he go on to direct Erased, where it was like, for some reason, I just had a really hard time getting into Ito's directing. Hmm. And it carried over it even to something like Silver Spoon, because like, you see season two's directing, and like, I think like the way it presents like the drama and the comedy is just, it feels, it, it feels kind of different from, from the first season. I, yeah. and, and I could kind of, I could kind of taste it. Not gonna lie. I noticed that a lot with like slice of life kind of shows though, where like I feel like the first season I don't like as much as the second season a lot of the time. Hmm. Like I'll, I might like I might find it to be fine, but like the way that second season usually will build on the first season, build on it, kind of has more of like a payoff yeah. for me. Okay. But I probably just attributed to that. I didn't really ever look into like the directorial changes. Yeah, it's weird because he still works on season two, but he doesn't direct it. The funny thing is, like, I remember when 2013, like summer 2013 started, animated the season for a lot of people. It was like at first was uh, fucking Sunday without God. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Like the first three episodes were fucking great. Mm -hmm. It's almost oh. like a Kino's journey in a way. It ends up being like them traveling around doing different shit. But like the first three episodes were like a vignette. Mm -hmm. And then the second three episodes were a vignette. But the first three episodes were like very like, it was a very front loaded show where like it tackled like the relationship with her father and all this shit. And everybody like really liked the first three episodes. It was like, God damn, this show is a banger. What the fuck? And then like the second three episodes aired, which I actually liked those, like the Death City stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was kind of a step back, but I mean, it was expected. Like, there was a big emotional payoff for like the first three episodes, but I, I didn't think the first, like the the next three were bad. But then, like, they kind of introduced like some school shit, and it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. To be fair to it, it wasn't like standard. It wasn't like she went to like a normal school because it's not like a normal world. But they kind of yeah. still kind of integrate those elements, and it just wasn't as interesting as like the first six episodes. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, eh. yeah, like I still like the show. It's interesting. That seems to be the common opinion. So I watched Sunday Without God, uh, and the first time I watched it, I absolutely loved like all of it. I was like blown away. There was one episode particular that caught my attention. I believe it was episode seven, um, which is a one-off episode with one of the. Uh, I forget what they're called. Like, they dig graves, right? Because they're trying to, like, bury... Yeah, one of the keepers. And she ha she becomes pregnant with a child, right? Yeah, I remember that episode. And I, I was blown away. That was, like... I thought that was an amazing episode, right? But I tried watching the show again, um, like, a year ago. And there were just little things about it throughout that kind of made me not like it as much as I did specifically i started noticing like the limitations that the show had where it you could see how truncated it was and how like that it's it's especially apparent with like the death city episodes right 
you see like that guy who's like combined into multiple people and i remember spending like freaking hours trying to understand how exactly that worked because like (laughs) from what i recall like the way his like clothes combined just didn't make sense to me i think i was spending like three or four hours trying to figure that out and i was like stumped (laughs) You just, like, hung up on that one detail. No, I, I was really bothered by this, and I, I just <laughs> felt like, man, you know, this is such a cool show. Like, it looks really cool. The tone is really cool. And and I understand what people saw in those first three episodes, because I liked them, too, at the time. I don't know, like, looking at it with greater scrutiny, I just felt like it was too truncated a lot of times. Yeah. And, like... I understand because I believe the first novel was written just as a standalone thing that they that they later expanded on. I, I mean, did hear me that. If I'm wrong with that, I, I uh, heard that. But, I don't know if it's true, but yeah, if it's if it's not true, feel free to correct me on that. But in the comments or whatever, <laughs> yeah, all but, the all the Sunday Without God light novel experts out there. Yeah, see, I I always assume when I'm talking about anything that there will be someone who's a fan of it talking about it. Maybe if this stays up, long then enough. I realize. Wait. <laughs> If we get big well, enough, maybe someday. Then I realize, wait, for some of these, I think I'm the only person who really cares that would watch this. <laughs> Probably. But yeah, I don't know. I wish I wish I had liked Sunday Without God uh, as much as I did the first time, I guess. Mm. There are some things in this season, specifically uh, the eccentric family and gotcha Man crowds, that I really want to check out because of... Um, well, uh, the eccentric family was written by uh, Tomihiko Morimi, who did uh, like yes. Tommy Galaxy. Tommy. Yeah. And then Gotchman Crowds, the same director as like Mononoke. Yeah. So Gotchman Crowds was one that was just like, it came out of nowhere. Hmm. It was like, I guess that was like when they're around the time they were kind of doing the uh, tokusatsu kind of reboot stuff. Like, okay. I guess was started with Kashron Sins. Well, I mean, technically they, they were always doing them because they, they did a lot of different reboots over the years, but yeah. they were doing them again, I guess is what, right? Yeah. Because they had the, they had Kashron Sins, they had the 2008 Yatterman. And then they'd later go on to do Yatterman Night. Yeah, Yatterman Night. That that was another one, almost like Sunday Without God, where like the first episode of Yatterman Night was really good, and then like it just slowly got worse and worse with each episode. Where like the finale, oh, no, that, Yatterman Night was really disappointing to me. I was really let down by that. I was too. Like I liked the first episode, and then like I kind of was like the goodwill it built up from that first episode kind of carried me like about the halfway point maybe. And it like wasn't like terrible, but I was like, okay, yeah, what, I don't, I'd like to see where you're going at least. And then like by the end, like the finale was just like a fucking like disaster, where there's like oh. tons of reused animation and shit. Like they just ran out of time oh. or money or whatever. To the be fuck. fair, they did actually fix that in the in the, in the release. Yeah, I think they apologized for that on social media when it happened. Yeah, I was watching it live, so I didn't watch the Blu-rays, but I didn't either. When actually. I watched, I, I didn't like. It wasn't doing enough for me that I want to go back and watch the Blu-rays anyway. But that's 2015. What about yeah? What about a lot Gatchman of that was built up from Gatchman Crowds because Gatchman Crowds was really good. Mm. Like it was just like a fun, like it was really fun aesthetically, like what they were doing and the kind of like misdirection and with like the the quote unquote antagonist and like the whole social media thing. Like it kind of tackles like the themes of like social media kind of before a lot of stuff was mm, yep. like as far as like the power of like social media and like cancel culture kind of shit i guess yeah there's there's a lot to unpack with gotcha man crowds i should watch it again sometime i don't really remember it that well i feel like it kind of like its legacy is kind of tainted a bit because of insight really because insight was not like that great because i remember liking insight more <laughs> really i thought it was even better yeah I, I really liked the stuff with like 
Because it was interesting, like, how the voting in Insight worked, right? Where it was, like, the people were basically constantly, like, leave it up to someone else mm. to decide, like, the big issues. Yeah. And I, I kind of, people were really kind of heated over how it treated, like, the public, but it made a lot of sense to me uh, at the time. I liked the, the action of that one. The ending of it was interesting. Mm. <laughs> I remember it but being kind of really a weird. remember it that Well, one. like, the ending is, like, mild like i guess spoilers for season one a bit i won't get into details but she like kind of fuses with that character <laughs> and you're just like oh what the fuck <laughs> okay <laughs> just like talking to him in his tits or tits <laughs> oh yeah that's right well that that's the first episode isn't it no that's the last ep- that's uh the last episode of the season i think the first episode's the touch ain't it what i think that happens oh she becomes yeah but she becomes it in the first episode but she didn't fuse with oh yes yes okay okay i understand what you're saying yeah except so eccentric family is funny because i actually wasn't watching that at first hmm. even though it should have been on my radar that was around the time i would have been like really into like the animated season discussions and stuff so like i was like oh this is my ranking for what i'm watching right now and like people were like oh why aren't you watching eccentric family i'm like yeah god damn why aren't i watching eccentric family <laughs> I, I I'm too busy it. watching Dog and Scissors. Dog and Scissors, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up going watching it. I'm like, God damn, this is fucking good. Everything about it is just good. I don't okay. like season two is a bit weak. I mean, it's still good, but it's not as like uh, one as memorable for me, I guess. But season one, yeah. like with like the frog and the well, like arc and stuff, all that shit was just really good. To, like, uh, you like King Kaku and King Kaku? Those are the twins, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I like how the, the youngest brother, he, like, charges the phone with his fingers. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I just like uh, the main, the protagonist just being a trap half the time. <laughs> just keep uh, turning yeah. into a girl. Yeah, no, I, I love, I love uh, Eccentric Family. I watched both. I joined the hype train for that when season two uh, started. I watched all of uh, season one and then uh, two. And I didn't like season two as much as fir- at first, but then I watched it again in 2020. Uh, and I liked season two about as much. I think they make a couple of concessions. You can notice like a couple of scenes missing because uh, it's uh, an episode shorter. Mm. Um, there was like one scene in particular I remember looking at and being like, yeah, they must have cut something out for this. But otherwise, I thought it was really good. But Morimi still hasn't written that third novel. He intends on it being a trilogy. Um, hmm. Season three? Whenever he's going to... F- he said when season two uh, finished that it motivated him to want to write that third one, but uh, we still haven't seen any third novel, so which is a shame because there's still a lot to resolve with uh, Benton's character in particular. Yeah, summer twenty thirteen is also the start of Yami Shibai, which has gone on to be one of like the longest like running like horror shows. Like, yeah, because it just it was fine. New season, yeah, every year basically. It's it's based off where right, the the Kami Shibai like old uh, puppet right, thing, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, puppet theater, right? Um, I watched an episode of it, but I couldn't watch anymore because I found it too scary. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped watching it after like three or four seasons. I only watched that much because like it was only four minutes each. Right, yeah. I, I stopped yeah. watching it because I was like, this is fucking hokey shit. <laughs> uh, I did watch Ninja Collection with uh, with Sheep one time. We we watched all a Ninja Collection. How was that? I remember, so both of us, we watched it together, and for like the first like three or four episodes, we were like trying to seriously analyze the vignettes. And then the like 
the fifth episode, it's either fourth or fifth episode happens, and I felt like it just completely laughed in our face for trying to analyze huh. it. Because <laughs> it was like, what? <laughs> like, that whole thing, we were just, like, in utter shock. It's like, uh, we were trying to take this seriously, guys. <laughs> so, what would you guys' anime of the season for summer 2013 be? Uh, oh, but like, already season two, easy. Yeah, um, I, I can't really, I don't think I can disagree with that. Eccentric Family season two, or season one is, like, a close second. Okay. Maybe maybe either Eccentric Family or uh, or Stella Joe Gakuen, uh, one of those. Yeah, C three Boo. Yeah, C three Boo. Oh. I. I... <laughs> well, we have stuff to talk about with that. Certainly. Yeah, Sido's huh? Sido's my history with C three Boo. Yes. Yeah, I can't wait for that video in in twenty twenty seven. Shut the fuck See, up. It's gonna be great. We we had to blame the Weeb Crew for that video, Doctor. Yeah. Out, okay. <laughs> That's taking up a uh, lot of my time. That's about it. What's granted. It is more payoff for the time spent, but at the same time, it is Listen, not out. Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah, so wait, what a... about this show? Because obviously the director went on to uh, make uh, A Japanese Boy Who Draws, which is one of our yeah. like favorite short films. But what about this show itself? It was like fine. I mean, obviously Roger liked it. but Oh, yeah. Well, I, didn't I didn't dislike it, but it's just like... Yeah. Japanese Boy Who Draws hadn't come out yet when I watched it. I just thought it was like amazing. I was freaking mm. blown away by it because I really love the main character, Yuta, and like the conflict she goes to, through where it's like she gets interested right in, in Airsoft and then she becomes just like this freaking menace on the field. Like she becomes like hungry with this idea of like being better and like freaking just winning and like being the best. And it, she becomes, like, an actual, like, monster. Like, no sportsmanship whatsoever. But, like, she goes to... There's, a, there's one really uh, excellent scene, in my opinion, where she goes to the rival team because uh, she feels, if I recall correctly, she feels as if, like, like she isn't kind of gaining anything by staying with her friends, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they're just dragging her down. So she goes with this... Um, with the rival team, who um, the, the main, like, leader of that team right the main captain i guess you could say she's like this really tough um character and so it's really interesting because when she joins that team she goes in expecting something very different from what she ends up getting because like she expects that captain to kind of give her the t challenge she wants but even the captain of that team is like yeah you know you calm down we don't want you <laughs> you know you suck you're not a team player. That's just how it is. Yeah. And it, it's such a it's such a poignant scene for me because it's like it creates that I, I love when shows create that like sense of nuance where you think you know a character based on how they're kind of presented, but then they show you something else about that character where it's like, no, not even that character would go that far or do that thing, you know. That's the line they won't cross. Um and I also just think as like a show it has some of like that um kind of beautiful fighting girl aspect of it with like mm. um how like otaku like use imagination right where she um she enjoys airsoft at first right because it reminds me uh, it reminds her of the old uh I believe old western movies that she used to watch um with her grandfather so when she plays airsoft she's imagining like those western films right and then that even kind of showcases with like the uh the uh spirit that she uh, talks to as well. So I thought it was just a really, really interesting series. Mm. 
Well, it's funny because like the manga is nothing like the show, right? Like really? the manga is just like kind of a Kirara sort of manga where they just have mm. fun playing fucking airsoft. But like the director was like, man, I really want to make something that's like more meaningful. And so he like went, went about it to like kind of make something that had more of a, a message behind it. He's just using this fucking Kirara like manga <laughs> as a vehicle. Yeah. The, what I think is also so great is, it to me, it's like the same exact um, sort of theming you'll see in, like, Gainax's most famous and, you know, beloved works put into this kind of story. It's almost as if, like, you know, the Gainax kind of lineage, right, showcases them tackling all sorts of genres. And this is one they hadn't really tackled with that kind of theming before. And so it's kind of filling in that niche, in my opinion. It is, it is interesting. It is one of like the like last Gainax shows, which is kind of crazy to think about. I guess technically, isn't the last one uh, Wish Upon the Plate is? Uh, yeah, it is. Which I'm okay with that being the last Gainax. Like, it's not like yeah. up to snuff with like their back catalog. But as far as Obviously, like, I wouldn't say it is. The last production you create, you can have a lot worse than that show. That was a cute yeah, little was show. Fine. That was uh, Shoji Saiki. Yeah, Shoji Saiki is... He always kind of switched between Gainax and Shaft. And Shaft, yeah. Now he's kind of more of a Shaft Now he's guy. mostly a Shaft, yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone's left yeah. at Gainax, really. Except yeah, Shaft. A, 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 no, is the Oda King still at Gainax? I don't um, think he is. From what I understand, Gainax nowadays... I think I think uh, Okada is a Gainax, but from what I understand, it's mostly like a board of the old guard who are mostly just concerned with like preservation at this point. Yeah, that's what I thought was the case, right? Because uh, then... Imaishi and the Trigger people like took over or something. After. Yeah, so I think Trigger acquired the rights to Panning and Stalking and Gurren Lagan. Gonzo is yeah, its it own thing. Yeah, was after Yamaga hired that crazy guy as the yeah. president. Yeah, Kara is probably financially owns Gainax by this point. Jesus Christ, those lawsuits. Oh yeah, Kara is also part of the board. Yeah, so yeah. Who is the real successor to the Roman Empire, aka, AKA Gainax? You've got Trigger, Kara, Gonzo, Gaina, Gainax Kyoto. Gonzo's yeah, dead. JC staff. Is Gonzo dead? I don't really know what's going on with Gonzo anymore. Gon Gonzo. I would also argue to some extent, JC staff. It was interesting. Hmm. It was saying that, like, uh, was that the Oda King who said, like, they thought Planet With was more Gainax than some, like, Trigger works that had recently come out or Yo. something? He, said, he just says shit. I mean, he is kind of. He, he does like starting trouble, but. It was kind of interesting, and I, I do kind of think that some JC staff stuff does kind of mm. fit in well with, like, what also what Gainax was mm. doing, I suppose. Yeah, Summer had a lot of, like, weird kind of shows. Yeah, well, it's the first Just... season of Free, another really hot show I need to uh, pick up at some point. I didn't like Free. I tried watching that with a friend, but he dumped me. Oh. Didn't finish watching didn't it. Didn't want it. Didn't <laughs> he didn't like the, the feelings it was making him feel. <laughs> no, he seemed to be a, he seemed to be enjoying it. He just didn't want to watch it with me anymore. Oh, okay. Oh, because you were you just didn't have your pants on the entire you were just, <laughs> Nah, I mean, probably not a anything like personal. I think he just didn't yeah. feel like group watching things. Love Lab was a fun show that not a lot of people kind of talk about anymore. Yeah. Love Lab was a fun one. Unfortunately, the only thing people talk about now is is the thing, uh, the. Well, this is an Idol Master podcast, yeah. so. What? Also, did what did you guys think of the Wind Rises? Oh, I've not seen. Uh, I need to watch the Wind Rises. Still. Fucking hack. Yeah, I know. See the Wind Rises. 
Especially if you end up doing that uh, Ghibli video with Steve. I'm gonna. Need to I don't know. I think I'd benefit from rewatching it. It looks pretty good. I didn't dislike it when I watched it, but it, I wasn't like in love with it either. Mm. So I feel like if I rewatch it like now, I'd be able to appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah, no, I really like the movie, but um, I remember when it came out, I saw it in theaters, uh, and I saw someone from my school there, and I tried my best really to hide because I didn't want to say hi to them. <laughs> But unfortunately, um, there were some really rowdy kids who were just making fun of how that guy was short. And, and it's like, why would a woman like a short guy? And then there's a, like this grown adult who is telling them to shut up. And then the kids stopped talking. That was pretty <laughs> cool. And then I watched it at animation school, too, because mm. they, they showed the whole thing for my uh, animation history class. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's a really, really good movie. Is it my favorite Miyazaki film? I don't know, I don't but uh, I do think it's it's one of those films to me where it's like, yeah, Miyazaki's an otaku. What is he talking about? What is he talking about? Yeah, very clearly. He might just not be uh, an anime otaku. I mean, he is, he's, he's also that as well. Have you seen the he's women He's clearly in the a movies? plain otaku. Yeah. Also, I, I just want to briefly cover the, the last season of uh, World God Only Knows. Oh, right. It's generally considered, right, the... It's, it didn't, they didn't adapt the whole manga, but they, uh, Manglobe were kind of... You know, this was one of their last productions. I think they had, like, two more left before they went under. Hmm. The last one, wasn't the last one uh, Gangsta? Well, it was technically Genocidal Oregon, but they didn't finish it. Because oh. uh, Geno Studio ended up basically okay. being made to finish it, right? But they didn't adapt the whole manga, but they tried to end it on, like, a nice note. I personally don't like the third season all that much. Because I feel like they just, they skip through too much material, so it kind of loses a lot of the fun moments of the earlier seasons, mm. and becomes, uh, it becomes a little too drama-heavy. Manglobe had a pretty good year, though. I enjoyed most of this stuff. Uh, not Carnival, I found that boring. But, you know, Zetai Kaden children that had, like, a nostalgia critic in a AVGN in uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. episode 5. Really? <laughs> Which, by the way, that scene is like a serious scene. That's not like a comedic scene they include AVGN and Nostalgia Critic in. Huh. <laughs> uh, I've seen the original, like, Zetai Kanon children show as well. Uh, and, like, Hobio Kyosuke uh, spinoff is very different. It's, like, a lot... It's definitely a lot more, like, uh, dark and serious compared to the, the TV show, which, like, the, the first show... The first show has its serious moments, but it's, it kind of has more of that gag comedy spirit because it's the same team that had made Hayate no Gotoku... Uh, adaptation literally right before they just like kind of moved on to it immediately mm. and manglobe also did an adaptation of hayate no gotoku in 2013 they did the uh cutie season which is kind of unfortunately named these days Oof. honestly the whole thing with the manglobe hayate seasons manga fans seem to really hate them i don't really see what the big deal is with them i think they're fine like they're not as good as the manga no but they're still pretty they're pretty good. Like, they're not going to adapt the whole story because it's only 12 episodes, so they just pick random fun chapters. Mm -hmm. they're, they're good adaptations of those chapters. They're fine. The last thing I want to talk about in summer is Arc 9 because it has uh, an infamous reputation. I'm trying to do a lightning round here, if you can tell. <laughs> uh, I just want to briefly talk about Arc 9 because it has a reputation as being, like, one of the worst anime ever. I don't see what the big deal is about Arc 9 either. It's just a trailer for an anime that doesn't look very good basically just a trailer like yeah it's it's not a very good trailer but it's just a trailer hmm. did kanira mosaic 
have like the best finale episode that season? I didn't watch it. Oh, what the what fuck? What do you think of it? What's wrong with you? I just never got I never got around <laughs> no, to it's, it. It was fine. There was a lot of good slices. Like Love Lab was good. Server Deck Service was also good. Uh yeah. Dog and scissors. Freaking bombing theme. It was pretty it was pretty fucking uh Kidaku Boo the KKK oh, anime. Oh, the freaking Canapa anime. Yeah, the, they never caught fire. That's like one of Canapa's favorite animes, Chronicles of the Going Home Club. What the fuck? That's really all I know it for is that Canapa likes it. Well, we'll, uh, we'll pink Canapa, Canapa, when I come talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk yeah, about we'll the Chronicles of the Going about. Home Club. It was absolutely incredible. That's probably what he'd say. Oh man, I love Canapa. But but Can you Mosaic, like, the first episode was pretty good. Like a good setup for it. And then it's just like, you know, kind of falls into the, you know, standard, you know, kind of slice of life cute girl stuff you're like, oh, okay yeah just have fun with it and then like the last episode was just like fucking great out of nowhere like there's just like a fucking like musical going on you're like what the goddamn fuck i have something to look forward she's like to. a fucking pirate you basically just need to watch it for just the last episode yeah wasn't there like a place in england that has like a lot of tourists for keen moza i don't know i should have thought about that when i went to england I, I saw like the the video there was like some kind of documentary like video on it where is she actually from yeah i don't because she's not know. from london i mean she's she's obviously from somewhere up north we can't move away from summer without talking about Symphogear. Oh, Symphogear g uh, God i didn't damn watch it. the season of Symphogear. i only watched the first i mean like this okay I didn't like the first season of Simple Gear all that much. Like, it was fine. It, I don't like it at all. I watched it no, in preparation, I, I, I was, essentially, for this we, season. We group watched it, and not, none of us were that into it. But it seemed like some people who weren't into it in that group watch now like it. So maybe it was just the spirit of the group watch. Symphogear G is where it starts to get better, because they introduce the other half of the cast, effectively. I don't know if it's this. I feel like... The, there was a change in direction because like it, it went from kind of going from just the spectacle like edgy spectacle to more of like a thriller where like each episode yeah. like ends on like a cliffhanger you're like yo what the fuck she got her what the motherfuck like, yeah like every week was just something stupid like that you're like what the fuck like it was just entertaining as fuck to watch with people whereas like season one didn't really have that yeah this just sounds like all a symphony gear I don't think season one had that all that much. Oh, really? I, like, it didn't feel like that way to, like, I mean, you had the the concert episode, like, the first episode was, like, stupid. I guess an interesting hook, and then she's like, oh, I'm gonna kill you, and then that's how it ends, but I don't, I don't know, it wouldn't, like... I don't know, it seems like, I, I talked to, I've talked about Symphogear to, like, a lot of people, and it always seems to me that, like, every time I talk to Symphogear, someone will have, like, a different opinion on Symphogear. Yeah, true. Like it just—it feels like one of those series where like uh, each person has like their own thing they want out of it. I guess. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah. Kai, I think really likes season one, whereas like I think that's like one of the worst seasons. Yes, absolutely. Where like I think season five is like where it actually became good. Yes. And then season two was like when it became entertaining. Yeah, I don't even know. Have any of y'all's watched uh, Kimi no Irumachi? Kimi no Iru? No. A no. town where you live. No. No. All right, so that that one's from Seo Koji, who's kind of like a famous mangaka. He did like Suzuka, Fuka. I think he has like a a new manga, right? That's getting an anime, yeah. or did it get an anime? Um, so a town where you live is like it's another one of those like drama, like people call it like soap opera kind of shows, mm -hmm. where it's like I think this guy he like moves from the city back to the country, and like so he chooses between like these. These two girls, one is like the childhood oh, friend, I, I've, the other I've is like this, yeah. 
the the Tokyo girl, I think. Mm -hmm. Or is the guy did the guy not move? I don't really remember the specifics. All I remember is so spoiler alert for uh, Kimi no Irumachi. There's a guy on a motorcycle who like randomly dies of a heart condition at like the end of the episode. Uh -huh. And I remember I watched that episode and the credits roll, mm -hmm. the episode finishes. And I just start laughing really hard <laughs> for like 10 minutes straight. And I, I'm like, I'm laughing like a psychopath because it was just, it was, it felt so like out of nowhere. Huh. And it was just, it was like, what am I watching? And it, it was, it was like the whole show is like insane twists. And, you know, it's. It doesn't really look like a show that would be like that. Yeah. It's, it's like a drama show, right? Right. Kind of like, you know, domestic Kanojo or like, uh, yeah, you I know, can, something like that. I okay. can see that. But the that. other highlight of the show is it's directed by Yamauchi, who directed, you know, Kasher and Sins, Hana Yori Dango, hmm. uh, Yumikui Meri. So the show looks really um, good. Okay. The backgrounds in particular, they have like this almost like watercolor-esque element to it. Hmm. It's like a really good looking show. Um, the manga is also significantly longer than the anime, so, okay. like, I think that they kind of tried to, like, speed through certain plot points, is what I suspect, because I, I was talking to a friend who had read but not seen the anime, and I was talking about that motorcycle guy, and apparently that happens, like, way later in the manga. Huh. But, yeah, I thought that that motorcycle guy dying was, like, freaking hilarious. hilarious. I, I was at a loss, man. I don't usually laugh at that kind of stuff, either. Was it just like it came out of nowhere or something? I just, I just didn't know that. Probably I not just as funny did not as the, um, that was going to happen when I started the episode. Is all I'm saying. Probably not as funny as the Dogram motorcycle death, though. Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> do you have anything else to say about summer? No. I do want to talk. I just, I just want to talk about Fantasista doll, and how. Oh yeah, Fantasista How fucking doll. fashionable it was, and uh, rest in peace, hot dog formation. <laughs> they have a Figma of that main girl. And it's kind of like, okay. Yeah, that has a bit. I, I've seen people. It, it has its fans, but it's like one of those niche shows that like not a lot remember. Yeah. From what I can tell. Uh, I do, this does remind kinda me. Kind of like what you made this podcast for. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're shouting you out. Here's your 15 seconds to shine, Phantom System Bros. Yeah. <laughs> also, what was your, Mumi, if you don't mind me asking, what was your experience watching Blood Lad? It was okay. I wasn't like a big fan of it. The most memorable part to me, I guess, would have been outside of like the character designs, would have been just the fucking OP, the Mayan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was whatever. It wasn't a bad show. I also feel the same way, but what was memorable was me trying to watch all of Blood Lad in one day. Oh, my Because God. I had got home. I was doing a, an animation program at the time for like 3D animation, um, and it was a lot of work, and I get home, and I'm like, I'm going to watch all of Blood Lad. Why? So I stayed up really late to watch the whole show in a day, and I just remember really struggling with that last episode. <laughs> so every five minutes, I would, like, pause, the, probably less than five minutes, honestly, maybe, like, every three minutes. I'd pause the episode, go into the bathroom, and wash my face to stay awake because I'm, like, I'm not going to sleep until I finish this last episode <laughs> of Blood Lad. We will watch all of Blood Lad. Continued in part two.